Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to the show. Tomorrow's Leaders, John Laredo here, your host with another episode on how to lead yourself and lead others better. I am back. It is great to be here with you. A couple of things. One, if you're watching on YouTube, you notice... If you are paying close attention to these episodes, you notice I'm standing now. I'm not seated. You know what? I have a desk that raises and I have rarely raised my desk. I don't know why. And I just did. I'm like, this is fantastic. Why do I not do my podcast standing up? Well, I'll tell you part of the reason is because when I stand up, I tend to move. And uh, when I'm speaking, Uh, especially in front of groups or audiences, I animate a lot and I walk around a lot. It's really difficult for me to stay in one place. I remember doing a a presentation, a keynote not long ago, and the stage that they had me on, it was a huge room with a little tiny platform. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. I think I even made a joke at the beginning of it. I said, I feel like a a Roomba where I can only, I walk two feet and I got to turn around and, you know, I, I move around a lot when I'm up there. So, and they said, well, you know, they, beforehand they said, you kind of have to stay on there cause we're videotaping it and, and, and we've got the camera pointed right there. So, um, but it didn't work at some point I had to jump off the stage and get out to the audience. So anyways, you may see me moving around. I'm, I really can't because I got this microphone here. So I'm going to keep my hands in my pocket and try not to get myself in the mode of moving around. So anyways, um, let's get into today's episode. Um, and a couple of things. One is I, I have, this is a topic that is asked, I think by leaders at all different levels. It's asked by, uh, leaders that come into leadership, maybe people that got promoted into a position, maybe they made a move into a new company, It's leaders of large organizations, even CEOs ask this question because it really is what leadership is about is how do I gain more influence? And, and that's such an incredible question. It's such an important question. And the answers are what we're going to talk about here today. We're going to talk about how to increase your influence as a leader and not just a leader in a position, but just your influence in general, the influence you have with others and even the influence you have with yourself. So this really comes down to four questions and being able to answer these four questions. I'm gonna give you really the nuts and bolts of this in in the most basic form, and then I'm gonna give you some examples. And there's more to it than just four quick answers. There's a lot to those answers, but I'm gonna give you kind of a, a really, a few action steps and some things to think about as it relates to your own leadership and what you're doing in your life. And I think we all want to be more influential, right? I mean, that's being influential is a great thing. Being influential means that there's a reason why you're influential, which is all good things. It's positive things. People look up to you. They admire you. They respect you. You have a certain credibility uh, that allows you to be influential. And I've always said when I can walk into an organization it's not the position, it's not the person that's in the position. 
that is oftentimes the most influential. In fact, I've walked into many organizations and worked with many companies where the leader, him or herself, was really not the most influential. In some cases, they were, but in many cases, they were not. And in many cases, there were people that were not in any kind of leadership position that were actually the most influential people in the organization. So I ask you as a follow-up to this and get your wheels turning a little bit on who is who, who is or are the people in your organization that are the most influential. I did this exercise not long ago uh, with, a, with a group and I said, write them, write them down, put them down on a piece of paper on a, on a whiteboard. Who are the people in your organization in particularly, in particularly that do not have a, a position in, in, of leadership, formal leadership? Who are those that are most influential? And what are you doing? How are you working with them? How are you putting them in a, the best position to be positively influential? Are you partnering with them? Are you working with them as leaders? Are you recognizing their influence and, and really helping them to expand it? Or are you kind of ignoring that? Uh, that's a big mistake I see leaders make is they ignore that very fact. So let's get back to the questions. So in reality, this comes down to four questions. The two that I'm going to start with are the most uh, critical, uh, or I will say are the basic uh, foundation for influence. And then the, the next two are really how to take influence and what it comes down to truly, truly being influential. So to have any kind of influence at all, people are asking two questions. They're asking themselves, do I want to go where this individual, this leader is trying to take me? In other words, the vision or the direction or the end goal. Do I want to achieve the goal that they're trying to help me or influence me to take steps toward? That's question number one. And question number two is, is this person going, do I have confidence that this leader or this person can take me there? So I'll give you an example. If I went to a gym and I said, okay, I want to, I want to work with a trainer to get me in better shape. Well, then the trainer that I might get at that gym might have a really good plan. Uh, and, and they're in their position for a reason. So they want to get me healthy. They want to get me looking better. I want to get myself looking better and healthier. So our goals are aligned. So, okay, I can conceivably say that that is true. That number, that first one, yes, I want to go where they want to take me, which is to a healthier state of life and a healthier physical place and mental place, right? But if I have a trainer, let's say hypothetically, and this was actually the case. I remember years ago, I had a trainer. I, I think I joined a gym and I had a free training session or something like that. And they, the trainer that I was assigned or that worked with me was really out of shape. Honestly, I have not seen anything like this. He was a, a, an overweight, older guy. And I'm thinking, okay, I, you may know a lot about working out and fitness and exercise and, and even diet, but you're clearly not an example of what I want to become. So his credibility was down, right? So the second question is, do I feel this person is the one that can take me there? The answer clearly in that case was no, or I questioned it. Now, maybe he was a you know, super brilliant exercise uh, 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 physiologist, scientist that, that knew everything there is to know about exercise. Okay, but 
that to me was not convincing because he had not shown the results of somebody who really knew what he was doing. So the second question is, do I feel that this person can take me where I want to go? So ask yourself this question, what goes into that, right? It's, it's confidence that you as the leader have done this before, are doing it yourself. You have the right strategy. You have the right people behind you. You have the right organization. People are asking themselves, okay, is this person able to take me there? Now, this looks so different for every business. I know whatever whatever your uh, vision is of where you're trying to take your organization, or if you're coaching people, or you're teaching people, you're a parent, you're trying to take your kid, your kid's asking the same thing. You know, do, do I really believe in my parents being able to take me and get me to where they're trying to get, to me, get me to? Everybody, whether they know it or not, are asking those same questions as to whether they're going to follow somebody, right? And think about all different types of scenarios. If I'm if I'm getting tutored by in math by somebody who got a perfect score on their SATs and got straight A's, uh, and and has uh, been a professor, uh, a, a mathematics professor for many years at a high end. Uh, university, well, okay, they've got credibility. I think they're going to be the one to teach me. Okay, so so a lot of this has to do with their your track record, your results, your past success. These are the things uh, people are looking at. So those first two questions are a must. Do I want to go where this person is take, taking me? Secondly is, can this person take me there? Do I truly have belief in that? Here's the next two things that are so critical, okay? And, and this is absolutely essential is does this person care about me, number one, and do I trust this person? Now, I worked with a leader at one point in my career that I truly wanted to go where he wanted to take me. I truly uh, felt he could take me there. He had demonstrated lots of success, but he did things that showed me that he really didn't care about me, cared about himself, and I didn't trust him partly because of that and partly because of a lot of other things. So my followership was always very hesitant, right? I never blindly followed him. I never truly 100% committed. I was always looking for the hidden agenda or the what's really behind this or second guessing or really questioning or double checking things. It slowed down my own progress because even though I believed in, in the vision of where he wanted to take me and I wanted to go there and I knew he could take me there because I didn't trust him and because this person I knew didn't really truly care about me, it prevented me from really, really following this individual. And it, it actually hurt me. I really did because I, although I developed, I didn't develop as fast as I could have and should have and would have had I truly trusted this individual. Now, trust comes from the obvious, right? Does this person tell me the truth? But it's also, do they do what they say they're going to do? If somebody says they're going to call me Friday, did they do that? If somebody says they're going to follow up with certain information, did they do that? So that's a certain level of trust also. It also comes down to authenticity, right? If, if this person is saying that they do something or preaching something, is it just words that come out of their mouth? Or do they truly live that? Are they exemplifying that? Are they leading by example? These are things that build trust, leading by example. It drives me nuts when I see people that say one thing and do something totally. You know, people don't actually care what you say. They're watching what you do. 
That's the key thing in leadership. If you want to lead more effectively, look in the mirror. Watch the things that you're doing. Is everything I'm doing really lining up with the messages I'm giving? If I'm telling people, hey, you got to start your day at, you know, we're kicking off at 7 in the morning or 8 in the morning, but I don't roll in until 9 or 10 or whatnot. Well, I'm not really living true to what I'm telling everybody else. If I say, hey, you know, physical fitness is important, but I'm not paying attention to my own health. Um, I'm not really authentic, right? If I'm saying that uh, it's important that you take that uh, family comes first, yet I'm ignoring when people are on vacation and I'm emailing them and texting them and calling them and expecting them to respond, I'm not living authentically and my words and actions are not lining up. And that's the other piece is really, truly authenticity. Are you really the person uh, that you say you are? That's what people are looking for. That's what builds up trust. Um, and and how, we all know when somebody cares about us, truly cares about us, those are the people that genuinely show interest in us. They genuinely get happy when we have success. They genuinely empathize with us. They understand, they seek to understand our situation, our problems, our issues, our questions. They genuinely try to help us. And, and I've always admired people like that. And even a leader that, that I know cares about me, that trusts, that I have high level of trust with, even if I was not ultimately convinced that they were the ones that could get me to where I want to go, I would still find myself following that individual because I knew they had my best interest and I knew where they wanted to go and I knew they wanted to take me there. The trust and that ability to feel like you're working with somebody who cares about you is really that connective glue. That's going to keep you uh, tied to your leader. That's the thing that long-term will really create influence. Short-term influence comes from positional power. It's not about your title. That's not leadership. That gives you maybe some short-term influence. If you are uh, have control or influence on in somebody's compensation and you can determine what they get paid or bonus or raises or whatnot or whether they have a job, as a boss tends to do, well, you have some level of influence, but that's not real influence. It's temporary influence, right? People will do what they need to do in order to keep their job or get their raise or whatnot, but that's not true influence. True influence comes from these four questions and the answers to those four questions. Title, position really has nothing to do about it. That's why you see a lot of people that go into high levels and are promoted and fail because they really don't have the influence. The title itself doesn't do it. It's much, much bigger than that. And you see, again, people that lead massive organizations and they're actually have no position of power, but they have immense amount of power. So uh, with that, I want to leave you on that note. I want to leave you thinking about these four questions and think about things that you can do uh, in those four areas to increase your influence. I want you to pay attention to other people. I want you to observe other people that you see that have massive levels of influence, whether they have positions or not, and ask those questions. Take note of the things that they do that build trust. Take note of the things that you see other people do that break trust. Take note of the things that you see that other people do to to show you that they care about you. And take note of the people that don't, right? That you know that don't. They truly don't. Um, It's really interesting when you kind of put your antennas up and you're looking for it. You'll see, constantly see examples of this. So 
I am here for you. I am here to help you grow. I'm here to help you gain influence. Please reach out if I can be of any help at all. I hope this has been greatly valuable for you. Uh, As always, I enjoy this. I very much enjoy this. And as always, please go down below, give a thumbs up, give a like, share this, all that kind of stuff. Give a good review. Reviews help. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.